We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 15, we're already... Yes. We talked about it being 14 last week, but now we're we're on 15. Yeah, it sounds... It's uh, getting to be a larger number every time, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So. Plus one every week. Yes. that's We got some real Magic Johnson, John Madden commentary over here. Yeah. So. We do this four, We do this three more times, 15 weeks. We'll be close to episode 100. Yes. That'll be insane. Exactly. Hopefully, we'll have better quality stuff by yeah. 100. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we probably both listened to a bunch of other podcasts, and we see how they're done, and we're yeah. not too far away from that. No, and they, they're definitely better quality than us, so, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, but they have studios. Yeah. Sitting here in an undisclosed location, so... <laughs> a closed, closed-off, undisclosed location. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless you want to come on the podcast, then send us an email, tweet, you know. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let you know where we meet. Yes. But if you tell anyone, we might, we might have to hurt you. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a very quiet place, so... Um. Well, this this week pretty much wrapped up college football. Yep. I mean, I mean, we have the Commander in Chief Bowl next week between <laughs> Army and Navy. Yeah. But I think Navy's actually sealed that one up. But you know, it'll be fun to watch. Keenan Reynolds is a very good quarterback. He actually holds the NCAA record for most touchdowns over a career. So. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that the Navy team was ranked this year yeah. at some point. That I mean, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I don't know why, but in the NCAA football. The last one that they released before Ed O'Bannon said, no, you can't anymore. What is it, 13? Yeah. 12? Uh, 14. 14. They've got, they, if you go over the dynasty over a number of years, they get really good. They get to like 15 or 16. I've had them high, as ranked as highly as three. I mean, right now the top two teams are North Carolina State and Idaho. So It's, it's crazy to me. How, how do they recruit? That's just, it's baffling. Uh, I think they throw the traditional recruiting rules out of there because they can't do that. Yeah, so. they definitely can't. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this pretty much wraps up our season in terms of just going over a game every week. Yeah, we're I mean, just Cal didn't have one. Yeah, so. we'll we'll start with the Bulls. Um, but I mean, just some. I mean, if you are listening to us overseas or whatnot and haven't been able to catch up, here you guys go. Uh, and some of the title matches this this past weekend, Michigan State beats Iowa on TD with 27 seconds left. They uh, win 16-13. Short rushing touchdown. I feel bad for Iowa. I mean, I have a fun fact actually about this. So this game was held in Indianapolis, right? A bunch of Iowa fans drank an Indianapolis area bar out of beer. Really? Yes. An entire bar ran yes. out of beer. 
in Iowa City, apparently, I did some research. In Iowa City, during their games, they have uh, semi-trucks on emergency recall just in case one of the bars runs out of beer around there. So you just run and refill. Yeah, so you can just boom, boom, refill. Everybody's happy, and everybody can get on their Midwestern drunken debauchery. Wow. Yeah, but this this final play, though, it was... The guy just kept his legs turning. Yeah. Would not LJ stop. Smith, yeah. right? Yeah. Would not stop, would not stop, would not stop, and they just punched it in. And That's it was just... the Michigan State running back credo. Yep. They had uh, Le'Veon Bell was like that. Langford yep. was like that. Yep. Oh, Le'Veon Bell and, so and Langford. So wow. Yeah. They have some good running backs up there. Uh, what's D'Antonio is probably one of the, I'd say, top three coaches in NCAA football. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, he gives, he gives, I mean, we, you know, our best friend, uh, Avi, Avi Nash, uh, tweeted yesterday that it's crazy to think that you look at the two big sports for Michigan State. You look at basketball with Izzo. Izzo. You look at football with D'Antonio. And both coaches give them a shot to win something every win year. Win a national yeah. championship every year. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, maybe if they don't even get that far, they still win their conf- – they, st- they have a chance to win their conference every year. Yeah. And that's incredible. And they do, for yeah. the most part. <laughs> they do. I, I don't, I can think of me, you put Sabin and Urban Meyer ahead of it, of uh, D'Antonio, but yeah. that's not even, that's, no, that's debatable. Yeah, that's real debatable in terms of just overall. I mean, he's, yeah. and he's been there for a long time, too. Yeah. So, the, and same with Izzo. Izzo's been there since the 90s, I think. Yeah. Because they won the, uh, I think it was, they won a national championship around 99, 2000 or somewhere, somewhat like they that. They did, they did. With Mateen Cleaves, I remember that one specifically. <laughs> yeah, but they were in the final, they've been in the final four for yeah. God knows how many times. And they've had so many guys come out of there. Yeah, namely little guy down the street in, at for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I wouldn't call Draymond Green little. <laughs> I mean, he is the smallest center, but he's really good. Yeah, he's Darn good. good. He's good. I remember him. I remember watching him at Michigan State. He's yeah, just, just fiery, like a complete player, which got the tweener logo, but or label. Yeah, but Denzel Wash or uh, Valentine's doing that for what? What's it? Uh, Draymond did for them right now. Yeah, just filling up every statistical. Category I mean, possible. the word tweener is usually assigned to someone who can't do it all because you'll never now hear that for Draymond or Sean Marion. No, it always had that negative the, connotation, yeah. but yeah. now it doesn't. I now mean, it's. I mean, look at Michael Beasley. That's Michael, the yep. That's the negative side. He can't play anything, but guys like Draymond Green and uh, Boris Diaw and Sean Marion, they can do anything they want. Yeah, so. Beasley and Derek Williams yeah, are the Derek two Williams that come to is mind. The big one. Yeah, he was a monster in Arizona. Yeah, and I, could shoot threes. Uh, he destroyed Duke. Yeah, I mean he <laughs> he single handedly did that pretty dang well. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, I mean, wow, we'll, we just... We'll talk about basketball yeah, some more later. We will, we will. Um, on to the SEC game, uh, Alabama beat Florida 29-15. to Yep. I mean, what McIlwain has done in his first season at Florida... Yeah, he took is... them from the outhouse to, um, well, not quite the penthouse yet, but he's in a slightly nice high-rise apartment. No, so. he, he, he basically was standing outside of the penthouse. Yeah. He, he was... He could have gone in. He's trying to break down the door. He's calling the SWAT team. <laughs> yeah. He's telling them that they have drugs in there, and he's going to have to reclaim it. Yeah, he was basically uh, have you, you've seen that clip, right, of him, uh, was it, uh, I think, like three games into the season where he's screaming at his running back on the sideline. He's just going off on him. 
Um, yep. That's pretty much, I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing at the door. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yelling it, and just a, stomping his feet at the door. There's a mission. I don't know if you've played the Saints Row games where there's a mission in the third one where you're taking over some guy's penthouse and you're jumping from a helicopter to like <laughs> go on a full scale. These games are completely just fun. Yeah, that, Good Grand Theft Auto, it's like uh, Grand Just Theft, Cause, all those it's games. It's Grand Theft Auto without the physics and with more goofiness. But you're jumping out, in, out of a helicopter. Uh, Kanye's power is playing. Oh, God. It's like no one man should have all that power. And you're jumping down with like a shotgun or something. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And that's McElwain right now. Yeah. Probably make the character look like him, too. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. But, but that's impressive. I mean, you go from Colorado State to yeah. a, I mean, a, a, a really nice SEC school. Yeah, One of the top coaching positions you would possibly want yeah. um and no pressure no nothing you know all you gotta do is turn around a perennial powerhouse program yeah. from the gutters to national prominence again and he I basically mean, did that. i mean you're following Muschamp, who admittedly wasn't that great as a head coach and he got the south carolina job but i'm not sure how well he's gonna do there but you're following two guys in spurrier and urban meyer yeah who had great success and both brought them national titles yep so. i think i'd be I mean, if I'm a Florida fan, which I, I kind of am, I kind of fell in love with that Florida team with Urban Meyer and, yeah, and, and uh, Tebow. I really, I, I'm a I'm a huge Tebow guy when he was in college, at yeah, least. Yeah, totally. He was amazing. I th- He's the kind of guy who, I like people that aren't exactly hypocrites about what they believe in. <laughs> and you know he believes in everything that he he's put out there as. Yeah. And I like that. That's yeah, a yeah. good thing. Yeah, he stands by what he says. He yeah. doesn't... Like, he back. just got dumped for being abstinent, like yeah. he said he was going to be. So, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. that's dedication, and that's tough. Yeah, that's real. I think tough. everyone listening to this knows how tough that is. Yep, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll move on from the ICC. Uh, yeah, to the ACC. Woo. Clemson beats UNC forty-five to thirty-seven. This one was weird. This one was weird. Um, UNC led at one at the very beginning. Then Clemson comes back. UNC kicks an onside at the very end of the game, but they call him offsides yeah. on an onside kick. But if you watch the replay, not a single player was even close to being offsides on that onside kick, which baffles me. It's, it's... I hear they imported Pac-12 refs for that game. Oh, was it? I wouldn't be surprised. I but... wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, they're just that's not good. But <laughs> Clemson had a very spectacular season this year so they deserve this one yeah they did they really did um Deshaun Watson in particular he is one hell of a quarterback yeah uh, one hell of a college quarterback yeah something like 400 and some odd total yards yesterday yeah, or that's I'll have to look that up at some point yeah um and then of course the the only other big one the de facto big 12 championship game yeah Texas beats Baylor 23 to 17 so by the trend transitive property I was thinking transverse, but that I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Transitive property. Transitive property. We have beaten Baylor and Oklahoma. So we should be in the playoff. We've been snubbed. We have been snubbed. We yes. A 7-5 and five team not making the playoffs. We have I want Bama. <laughs> we want Bama. Yeah, we're talking to you, Nick Saban. Yes. We want you. We want a face-off between you and Sonny Dykes at center field. Yeah. See who the... Uh, um, God, I don't know. What? <laughs> I was going to go into something, but we're going to take you on, Joey Freshwater. 
Isn't who's who? Isn't Tosh over at that Alabama? Yeah, he's their D line coach now. Yeah, we want to see Tosh back in Berkeley, not as our coach, but just so we can see the smirk smile we off can his face. Beat him up with a him. cricket bat and <laughs> take him to. Uh, never mind. I was going to get slightly explicit there. I will censor myself. We'll ship him to Timbuktu. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, Timbuk three. Timbuk two is a little too nice for him. Timbuk three. He's going to the gulag. The gulags. Oh, all right. The Siberian, well, the Siberian winter camps. Yes. <laughs> He's going to um, be taken in by the Latvian secret police for having too many <laughs> potatoes. But anyway, let's move on to the top four who it, were announced this morning. It was. It was uh, number one, Clemson. Yep. Number two. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, God, who was number two? I believe. Bama? I believe it was Alabama. Because it was... Uh, yeah, it was. And number Clemson th- and Oklahoma got matched up as the 1-4, and yeah. Bama and Michigan State got yeah. matched up as the 2-3. But at, at this point, between the 2 and 3, doesn't yeah. matter. No, no. no. But the 1 and 4 kind of does. Yeah. But 2 and 4, we can mix up. Doesn't matter. But anyways, regardless, Alabama is playing Michigan State, and Clemson is playing Oklahoma. Yeah. And those are going to be two good matchups. They so. are. They are. And we were talking, we were discussing this before we started recording, but um, I don't think you do it any differently. I don't you? think you change much. No. Um, the only things that you might change, maybe the seeding. Yeah. But those are the four teams that I would have in there as well. Yeah. The, if one of those teams had lost yesterday, then yeah, we'd be seeing something different. But this is really weird to me because, you know, the the selection committee changed their order so much over the last what is it, like three four weeks. You yeah. know, Iowa was at one. Then they moved down to five. Then they were back up at like, was it two? They just Iowa kept fluctuating, and they were they, still winning. They they, they didn't, didn't know how to tell their kids that <laughs> Iowa was going to be in the playoff. I mean, but they got it right in the end. It's yeah. just it's just weird to me that it was there was so much flux, like yeah. up until leaning to. I mean, what would have happened if Iowa had beaten Michigan State? Like, I think the the, the, the chaos state the chaos, of Iowa would have gone nuts. The chaos in that room of the selection committee, like, yeah. ah, crap! What do we do now? Of uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone just running around, you know. Screaming. To be honest, I don't think anything with Condoleezza Rice helping to run the show can be successful. <laughs> but this is one of those rare occasions where I get proved wrong. So they got it right. Thankfully, with the help of Michigan State winning. Yes, it would have been great to see Iowa win and just throw everything out. And then maybe you get, say, Oklahoma gets thrown out because they don't have a Big 12 championship game and Stanford gets in, but... Let's play a little what-if game. If if Clemson had lost last night, if Clemson had lost, and let's say Iowa had beaten... Michigan State, which these two, which these two games could have went either way, yeah, because they were so close. They were close enough. So if those two things happened, who would have been in your top four? That would have been uh, Bama, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Stanford. You would have put Stanford in as the four. Yeah, they're honestly they've gotten hot at the right time. So I think they should have gotten it if two of those teams lost. I think if those two teams lost the outcry, if if I mean whoever made it as the four seed, whether it be Oklahoma or Stanford, yeah, the opposite side would have just <laughs> been pissed. There would have been a people would have been calling for a lot of heads. Yeah, eight teams. <laughs> yeah, forced an eight team playoff. Yeah, but and then everybody would get bumped up, and we wouldn't have been going to the gosh darn armed forces bowl again. Which 
Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, we're, we're going to the Armed Forces Bowl. We are going to the Armed Forces Bowl. It's 2007 all over again, and we're playing Air Force. Yeah. So on uh, t- uh, Tuesday the 29th, of because December. no one has work or anything, really, <laughs> at 11 in the morning, Pacific time. I don't understand Because people are dumb, but I don't know. This was always one of my favorite things about uh, in high school when I'd Come when we'd be home for the holidays and everything, just sit home and watch the bowl. Games. I'd stay, sit on my couch for an entire day. The dog would come lay with me on the couch, and we'd watch bowl games. And I could have been doing something constructive during that time, but you know what? It doesn't matter. So it's it, holiday season. Yes, it's bowl time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. It is. Um, but we'll talk about our bowl game in a little bit. We'll talk about the matchup and all yes. that um, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, but for now, to wrap up our uh, college football season, yes. our Heisman candidates. So we have the Heisman, I believe, is it, when is the ceremony actually? Is it next week? Uh, the announcement should go out, I'm pretty sure, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, uh, the finalists, okay. and then they'll all be there, I think, the week it's after. It's a final four, right? Five, five, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I only I only have four that I can think of right now. So, But they're conveniently written down right here, which I think uh, the... Final four out of the five. I don't know who fifth would be because I I haven't watched enough yeah. this year. I've watched a lot of Cal, which has kind of turned me off of watching anything else. <laughs> so I have the hated Christian McCaffrey, the even more hated Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson, and Navy's own Keenan Reynolds. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking the same four. Um, I might add in maybe as the fifth. Um, I mean, this is up for debate now because... I mean, for me, you turn back the clock maybe a month, mm-hmm. a month and a half, and Leonard Fournette, yeah, and is, Fournette was is a surefire there. there. Um, but now I'm at the point where I'm looking at the top maybe 20 teams or so, seeing who is their best player, who could, who has been amazing. I mean, Trayvon Boykin, I yeah. think, has still done it to a certain degree. Connor Cook. Connor Cook has done it to a certain degree. Um, Jared Goff. To a certain degree, no, except he hasn't had the wins. Yeah, that's um, the problem. You need yeah, wins. You need so wins. Unless you're Robert Griffin the third and just amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Baylor's quarterback Seth Russell hadn't gotten injured, I yeah. think he would have gotten in there for sure. Totally. But um, they had to go to a wildcat formation yesterday. They so did. Um, bad. So I don't know. Um, I don't know who would be the fifth. I think that would be your four as well. Whoever <laughs> is the fifth, I don't think that person really – if you're getting invited, you go because it's a free trip to New yeah. York. But at the same time, you know you're not winning. No, no. So it's one not. of those weird, weird, I'm going, but I know I'm not going to win. So why am I sitting there congratulating someone else? They throw in Royce Freeman or something because he's had a very good year. He has had a pretty dang good year. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know who would be that, that fifth guy. It's it's really weird. In my mind, year. McCaffrey's the front runner. Just because he broke uh, Barry Sanders' all-purpose yardage record. He did. Albeit in two more games, but... Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Derrick Henry at, yeah. at the top. Just what he's... It's understandable. How he's settled that offense and what he's... How many carries he's had, and yet his body has not broken down, and he's rushed for that many yards and scored that many? It's, it's insane. It's... it's I, can't, I can't comprehend it. No. No. He, he's another one of the good Alabama running backs that they get every single year. The Mark Ingrams, the Eddie Lacy's, the TJ Eldens, yeah, the, the Trent so, Richardsons. Oh God, I hate that guy. But he was good at Alabama. Yeah, he was good at Alabama he because at, he had a line that could push people around. 
But yeah, those are the Heisman candidates. I think it's one of those two red schooled people. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah. yeah, I really can't think of anyone else. Probably, I'd say either Boykin or someone like that would be the fifth. Yeah, just because Boykin had so many good performances this year, it's difficult to leave him out. Yeah, he is. I, yeah, I think I'd leave it at that. I think yeah. those five for me. Um. So yeah, if you if you have any input. Um, let us know. Let yeah. us know who your totally. Heisman candidates finalists Tweet are. Tweet angrily at us. We haven't had any hate mail yet, so please give us our first amount of hate mail. Do we want hate mail? Well, the hate mail usually means you're doing a good job. Or you've gotten enough people to... Yes. Yeah. We could go full on Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and try and go for some hate mail. We could. Ah, uh, God. But I... doesn't that mean we would need a moderator? Uh... No, we can moderate ourselves. <laughs> we can go full on like split personalities over here. All right. Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, I'll start yelling in a little bit. <laughs> All right, we'll move on um, to Pac-12 championship game at no, Levi's. Satan versus Satan. Um, is it possible? Is it Satan versus Bale? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, worse versus worse. I don't. I um, Hades versus Hades. Is yeah. that possible? Uh yeah. Probably. In a video um, game, probably. Let me think. I need a good video game example. Like, just bad guys. Like, say, Sephiroth versus... Uh, I'm pronouncing that right, right? No, but he... I, yeah, but he's a cool bad guy. Everyone liked him. I mean, they didn't like him, but he yeah, was... Yeah, but he... Uh, spoilers. He killed the heiress or... He did. He did. Is. So, did. and that was, for a lot of people, such a big, like... Gaming moment. Yeah. <laughs> Or something like that. That was the first moment where people had the the meme face of the no. no. Why? <laughs> like, maybe a better example is like Emperor Palpatine versus uh, Darth Maul. Everyone liked Darth but Maul see, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Darth Maul was cool, and he didn't have enough time or any lines that uh, stayed in the movie. It's it's uh, it's Emperor Palpatine yeah. versus Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Banks is definitely Stanford then. Yeah. Palpatine is definitely USC. <laughs> USC, yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, Jar Jar Banks is like the Stanford band. It's there supposed we go. to be funny, but terrible, and no one ever wants to see it again. There we go. That's that's what it is. It's <laughs> Stanford is Jar Jar Banks, and SC was Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Um, so, yeah, they played last night. Um, did you happen to catch some of the game yeah i saw some of it where mccaffrey is insane and they have a they can be beaten through a lot of passing and shutting down mccaffrey like say you hit those short passes like golf did against them get eight or nine yards every time kessler did it a little bit i mean even when we played him if we had held him on that kickoff return yeah i think we would a whole different game yeah we could have held him in check um so their 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 offense is really weird i can't call them one-dimensional but it's they're it's one not. and a half dimensional. Yeah. Let's put it at that. Yeah, but you know what they're gonna do because McCaffrey, you know what they're gonna do, and they you can't stop it. That's yeah, how that's, good their yeah. execution is yeah. in the running game. That's when you have an offense like that. That's how Cal's offense is supposed to be. Yeah, the Bear Raid. Yeah, everybody knows how it works, but whether you can stop it is a whole different story. So. That's what it is with Stanford. They can run up the gut as many times as they want. Yeah, so. I mean the Stanford guys. They, you know, they pulled everything out of their playbook. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that. I saw uh, the razzle dazzle play. Yeah, the uh, 
Uh, Hogan end around to... It was, it was to... like a handoff, then reverse, back to McCaffrey, who, who got it. Threw it. Who threw it to Hogan. Hogan on yeah, the, so in the flat on the right. So. For a while, in, into the second half, McCaffrey and Hogan both had 11 passing yards. So McCaffrey, yeah. <laughs> as a running back, threw a touchdown, rec- got a receiving touchdown... And rushed for a did touchdown. Did he get a rushing touchdown? He I thought did. he got two receiving. No, he. I I checked. He did get a rushing touchdown. Okay, I'm yeah. curious now. On top of, was it 400-something all-purpose yards? Yeah, but he. Uh, what he did do is break his own record. So Cal no longer has the uh, bad deal of being the team that he did that to. Thank so, God. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Um, Thank most things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that the game was... I'll, the game wasn't fun to watch. I mean, not because I hate both teams, but more because so because I do. But. Yeah, because because I do. But at the same time, they just it just wasn't fun. Like everyone had so much fun watching McCaffrey run, but I'm looking at that going, well, the O line's blowing up holes for him. Like, he, yeah. and he's just waiting patiently, and then he just he's bursts just, into the secondary. Boom, speedy white dude. Yeah. So for me, it was just oh wait, okay, more hands off to McCaffrey or more. Yeah. More uh, wheel routes to McCaffrey. Or, It'll lull you to sleep. Yeah, it wasn't. It almost did. I went to. More, I watched Parks and Rec instead. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, one where Ron gets shot. <laughs> that's a good episode. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, there wasn't a lot of creativity. There really wasn't. Play calling, but you don't need creativity. Yeah. As Mike Tyson once said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And Stanford punches you in the mouth repeatedly. Literally. Um, yeah, that's. Part of your offensive line technique, or no, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, so it looks like punch in the gut. Yeah, so they win another title. They're headed to what looks like the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they're in the Rose Bowl against either Iowa or Ohio State. Yeah. I don't think that was announced yet. I don't think it was announced yet either. But. Let me let me check. I'll take a look here. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I mean, there's not much to talk about that game. I really don't think we can think of four negatives, four positives. The only I can only think about negatives is that it was USC and Stanford playing. Yeah, I wanted the ending from Dark Knight Rises to happen. Yeah, Every, yeah. everybody dies except for Heinz Ward. I wanted the beginning of Good Dinosaur to happen for real and not just in fake life. Yeah, where the asteroid actually hits Earth. Oh. <laughs> and okay, Stanford is officially playing Iowa oh. in the Rose Bowl. There we go. There it so, is. But Ohio State is playing Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh. Which is a matchup actually repeating of 10 years ago. That actually looked, that, that game actually sounds fun. Yeah, that, that's going to be a good game. I yeah. remember the first one between them 10 years ago, which was, uh, I think they had uh, Ted Ginn was there, uh, Santonio Holmes. Yep, yep, yep. All those guys. And that was a great game. And this should be no different. I love watching Ohio State. So. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I'm a big fan of Braxton Miller and what he's done with his career. Just. Yeah. Enduring through all those knee injuries, but yeah. then coming back, changing his position to wide receiver, who's and has been stellar. Yeah, he's been fine. Yeah. Um, so he is one heck of an athlete. No, that's, that was all me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to talk about. So on to Cal. Yes, we're going to the Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah. So this is the beginning of our little section we call the Cal Offseason Talk. da 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 I, I can't think of any other riff to sing. So we'll talk about our poll game first. Yes. We're headed to the Armed Forces Bowl. Feels a lot like 2007. Yeah, except 
I we talked about this earlier. I don't think any of the losses that we suffered are quite as painful as that Oregon State loss. No, no. Because you cannot get any worse with that. We weren't going to be number one this year. No. I mean, we we didn't... were number one that year for maybe fifteen minutes. <sighs> I remember being there and thinking, "Okay, that's the end of my childhood." <laughs> I mean, I was 15, so it's debatable. I was like, all innocence is gone now. I'm, but let, I'm done. Uh, I'm we'll done. talk about. We'll, let's talk about 2007 for a second, because that that year, I remember the Armed Forces Bowl, and I remember as bad as the ending of that season was. Kevin Riley had one hell of a game. Yeah, in the Armed I, Forces Bowl, every those last three quarters were Kevin Riley one. Two, we had a couple players suspended for the first quarter, so yeah. they came all back. I think Morel Williams, Deshaun. I think Deshaun was, yeah, he didn't play the first quarter either. Uh, someone else, I, I, maybe Lavelle Hawkins, but I don't know. Yeah. But Kevin Riley comes on and has the game of his life, completes 16, 18 passes. Like 300 something yards. It was under 300, but. Yeah. Or he, he had, had three touchdowns. And then in Justin Forsett's last game, he gets yeah. to play at home, essentially. Yeah. And he goes off for over 150. We it's injured crazy. two of the Air Force quarterbacks. One in a really nasty way. I'm, I'm still trying to get that one out of my head. That was bad. Yeah, but then we win 42-36. But this year, it depends on how we play the option. I'm a little afraid. Yeah, I mean, they run that triple option to perfection. Yeah. Um, it's... It's pretty crazy how it's just a, it's a running system. Like yeah. no matter who play, what players come in, they're always very effective in running yeah. that triple option. It's all assignment football, and one thing that they have to do is a lot of your instincts when you're playing the option is okay, tackle whoever has the ball. But when you play the option, specific players have specific assignments. Like depending on your force assignment, one. One of the outside linebacker, the defensive end, will have the quarterback, and the other will have the running back. Yeah, and he'll have to stay back instead of, which is your normal yeah. instinct, is to just run after yeah. the guy, whoever. But you can't do that. You got to stay home. You got to make the read first. Yeah, you got to like play it up and shuffle with them. Yeah, and just be good at that. Just sidestep with them. Make sure they don't out. break the line of scrimmage. Just hold them yeah, back there. Like play off the outside shoulder of the quarterback. That's what works. Yeah. Because you have to, you'll either force the quarterback to cut in, and if you have good enough feet, you're going to be able to get him for a loss or something, yeah. or he'll pitch it, and you'll be in perfect position. But but that's what I'm also worried about because we gave up a lot of big plays this year because we didn't protect the backside of the no. cut, and <laughs> that was hor- horrendous yeah. this year. Um, so I'm truly afraid. We'll be bigger than the line. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that being said, it's going to be tough to stop. Yeah, I mean, we'll go more in depth when I think maybe maybe the week before. Yeah, I'll, we'll do a. I'll watch some more. Yeah, and film. we'll do a Hugh an entire real preview of the bowl game. Yeah, we'll even put on our fake announcer voices and everything. <laughs> we will. We'll wear a suit to. Yes. Maybe just a blazer. Maybe just a, a sport coat or something like that. Just... I'm going to wear a blazer over my t-shirt. So <laughs> that sounds about right. Um. All right. That uh. That pretty much wraps up our bowl game talk. Let's uh. Yeah. If you haven't been living under a rock, um, you know of the rumors, you know of the news, you know of all the speculation that has happened this past week concerning yep. our head coach, Sonny Dykes. Um, he has been out recruiting all week, which is a good sign. Yeah, uh, which is really weird. But you know what? Let's, let's just give you a, a short recap. News came out, I think, Monday. Yeah. That Sonny Dykes was uh, interviewing at Missouri. Okay, well, not, not 
necess- necessarily at Missouri, but he was for the Missouri for position. the Missouri football team. He was team. interviewing in Denver actually. Yeah. Um, that went down, and then all of a sudden, the next day, pictures of him recruiting people have come out. Okay, like Max Gilliam, who's our top quarterback next yep. year. Derek, Derek Clark. Clark. Uh, Melky Stovall, if I'm not mistaken, he yeah. visited as well, who is a USC commit. We'll talk about him in a little bit later. Um, but there was that. And then also news came out that he was interviewing for uh, Virginia. And South Carolina. And South Carolina but as well. both of those positions have been filled. He, I don't... South Carolina just got filled today yeah, a few it, hours ago. It's been in the works, though, because Spurrier up there really liked Muschamp. Yeah. So. I mean, he pick, basically picked his own successor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this news did not go well with the the coaching staff. If for for you guys who don't know, Dykes has two years left on his contract. Yeah, and an extension is on his desk right now. Yeah, Cal already has offered him a contract or a contract extension, which they offered him. I think a reporting according to reports, close to last week or the week before. So it's it's been there for a while. He just hasn't yeah. taken it yet. Um, but I think this was more, more of just a, a leverage play. Hey, I. I want a little more money for me. I want a little more money for my staff because we're the lowest paid in the Power Five conferences. Yeah. So so there was a lot of talk, a lot of people on the Rivals message board, the Scout message board, um, even, heck, the the Golden Blogs, uh, some of the comment threads. threads. God, I should not have read through those. Yeah, I should not have read through those either. Um, Make me hate people. It's just like reading, like, the Yahoo ones or the ESPN ones. No, those are a lot worse. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Let's go through. Let's go through this one by one. All right. Let's start with with Dykes interviewing at these schools and it not working out. Yeah. Was I don't think it was too serious to be honest. I don't think so either. I think I think he really truly does like it here, but I think he's yeah. looking out for his staff and he. I think basically the two things that if I was Dykes that I would be asking for is one. Not only a raise for myself, but for my assistants. I'm fairly certain he has done that. Yeah, and second, more recruiting budget to fly out to places and to, to be yeah. able to bring in more guys um, on visits. Um, because we're a global university, why not? Why not, right? Why not Cal? Ooh, why? At least like develop some hologram technology <laughs> so he can go say hi that way. <laughs> exactly. Send an R2-D2. Help me. Yeah. Mississippi guy, you're my only hope. <laughs> um. So I'm looking at that going, okay, what, but let's look at it in the, in the long run. Was this a good leverage play? Oh, totally. Yeah? Uh, I mean, he's not going to get too much here just since we're still a little shy from the uh, Tedford contract yeah. that had us paying out a pretty good buyout. And yeah. people thought he would Tedford would come back, which I can tell you there was no chance and never was even discussed up no, there. No, no, definitely not. Uh, but that being said, it kind of hurts the from a fan's perspective just because hey this guy's been going around trying to get what he can and he's coming back to us as kind of a last option yeah i mean not only that but it's just if you're a recruit if you're a player if you're a parent it you see these reports come out of your head coach that you've you've basically i don't know pledged your loyalty to for four years and hope that he takes care of you as part of his family and whatnot It's a little bit of a semi-betrayed feeling. Um, Like he, it looks like he's only looking out for himself. A lot of people would have been getting fired up there if you were bringing in a new thing. Because there's a lot of support staff that goes into this. Yeah. And a lot of them have been there for years. Some of them are holdovers from the Tedford years. So you never know if they would still stay or not. And they've built their lives around here. Yeah. So who knows? 
Um, but as far as the assistant coach pay, I can tell you that it's going to go up. We're going to need to attract more people. We're going to need to actually have an outside receivers coach that isn't the head coach. But we've decided to work on the defensive side of the ball more for that this year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all in all, what it, what, is, what it has come down to is, one, all the schools that Dykes has interviewed for, they've all filled up. Yeah. If I, he really wanted to move on, the only big options he has left is maybe BYU, East Carolina. And he's not going to either one of those. No. And Rich Rod. He's not a Mormon. Yeah. The only one I could have thought of was if Rich Rod decided to get the South Carolina job, which yeah. he did, he did not. He's staying in Arizona. No. But if he did, then maybe Arizona goes after Dykes. But that's that was the only other final scenario I could think of of Dykes leaving. Um, but that hasn't come to pass. So now it's basically a matter of does do we re up him? How much? How long? Yeah. Um, so on and so forth. But I mean, I was looking at the numbers. I was just looking at just the pay. <laughs> Dykes makes two million, which yeah. is at the bottom of the Pac-12. In, I can understand because I'm looking at it going, yeah, you're still making a million dollars yeah, or $2 million, um, but you're living in the state of California. You're also living in one of the most expensive places to live in the U.S. And then you look at the guys above you, like uh, Gary Anderson makes, you know, three, I think close to three and a half million living in Corvallis, Oregon. Yeah, which Corvallis, well, it's getting a little more expensive there. It's not too expensive. It's, it's not. A, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Admittedly, I... I went by there and I liked it yeah. when I was there, but so I, I mean I understand from his point if he's you know, just if you were to just mutually make that exclusive and just yeah. think about that aspect alone, um I can definitely understand where he's coming from from there. Um and probably you know, you give him a little more money, it's just this it's just a show of faith. Um, just to show that, hey, we believe yeah. in you, what you're doing here, blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. The fear for a lot of people is that we're gonna regress next year. Yeah. With Honestly, Goff might go. Yeah. I don't know if he will. I don't think he should, but that's personal opinion. But if he does, I don't think we will. No, I don't think we will either. Because our defense is going to get better. Our offense is... Every other position is going to can get better. So. Yeah, most people think that because all our seniors are leaving, our, it'll the talent level drops. Actually, I think talent-wise, it might actually go up a little bit too. Yeah, I overall. Mean, I mean, we've seen what... They did in Washington State this year. They went nine and three. Yeah, when with uh, what's his name Falk, they had a new first year quarterback, and he blew it out of the water. Obviously, yeah, and so that defense played really. He could outstanding have been a Heisman too. candidate. He could have. Oh yeah, he could have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't think of anything else. I mean. Uh, but I. So let's move on from the Sunny Dykes talk. Let's move on to the <laughs> assistant coach. And so we got an email this week. We got an email. Um, from we were going to talk about this at the end, but then since he asked a question about the football team, we decided to input it here. So Nathan Miyazaki, I hope I'm not butchering your last name, um, but he emails us saying, hey guys, I enjoy the show. I wanted to ask you about the football assistant coaches. Which one should we keep? Which one should be fired? Who should Sonny hire? And is paying the assistants we have now more a good idea? So let's start with the first one. Who should we keep and who should we fire? I'm not sure you fire anyone. Just at this point, I think everybody's done a good job for the most part. Our defense, while we have had some shoddy results there, I don't think we're going to fire anyone. There. No, I don't think we fire anyone on the defensive yeah. end. If anything, after we hired Lovett, that defense took a step up. I mean, granted, we 
You know, we they didn't, had some bad games. Yeah, admittedly. but but compared to last year, this defense has made a jump up. Yeah. So you give them another year too, or year I think, and see if they can develop those guys, even the younger guys, even more. Because yeah, it's easier to develop younger talent Maybe than older we, talent. The only one I could really see being replaced is Tomerdahl yeah. as the special teams coach, but I have no clue who you get in that that area. Yeah, I, I don't, don't even know other special teams. No, <laughs> to be honest, no. The, this is beyond my scope of knowledge. Maybe you find someone who one wants to make the jump up. Yeah, like I mean, a, a quality control guy at another school. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of in terms of hiring or firing is not necessarily firing anyone, but we need to reshuffle the offensive side of the yes, ball. Yes, we need an actual receivers coach. Yeah, because right now Dykes handles um, the inside outside. outside receivers. Um, inside receivers is... Is Peeler, who Peeler. will probably be a, a... A candidate to do both. Yeah, he, um, if he should, honestly. He's a good coach, great recruiter, great guy, really nice dude. Yeah. I mean, if anything... Young I think kid it, that we need to lock up. That's one person who we should pay more. Yeah. If anything... May pay Tony more, too. I like Tony. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, that just solidifies his spot as a recruiter, too. If he goes to any wide receivers... You know, he can be like, I'm going to be the guy that's coaching you, you know, and just I will be the sell guy. that point. I can, this is what we've done. This is what I've done with these guys. And this is our results. And mm. you've seen it. We've set records and everything. And so this is what we want to do with you. So we and want I will coach you, you to catch the ball and keep running. Yeah. And you will get plenty of opportunities. Plenty. I mean, we've got a bunch of receivers coming anyway. So yeah, I might as well add to that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I can't think of any other reshuffling things to do. Maybe, yeah. like, maybe a true running back coach I think yeah. would be helpful. That too. Um, you know, people said, "Oh, our running backs were pretty good." Uh, yeah, we had spurts, but yeah. it, they weren't consistent. That's the issue. Is Tony need needs to focus on quarterbacks and he in coordinating the offense. Yeah, let's leave running back focus to someone. Who can be dedicated to it? We need a Coach Gould-like figure. Exactly. Right? But question is, do we have room to hire another? I'm not sure we do. That's the problem. I think after that, I think the Lovett hire actually took away one from the offense, yeah, which is we, why Sonny had to take over the outside receivers. Yeah, we have to find someone who's willing to come. Or if one of our guys who's coaching one of the, like, not the whole group, but one of the positions can be replaced or something then we can put another guy in offense yeah i don't um, know i'm not sure this configuration can last too much longer no i'm they i think this offseason they really have to think about a lot i mean you can't have two defensive back coaches forever no that's just not possible you gotta have one and i think burns is good if we can find something for Lovett to do, or Lovett can go retire or get another job, or what his deal is. Yeah, maybe it was a one one year deal. Maybe yeah. it was. Who knows? I'd, I'd be okay with that, to be yeah. honest. And then we would hire a true offensive assistant coach yes. just for one of the positions. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically all I can think of. Um, and then on to, let's see, um, if if they were to hire, who should we hire? Um, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't really know who's out there. Yeah. That's the issue. <laughs> See, the only person I can think of in terms of running backs is Ron Gold, and that's just because he was here. And, and he coached, he's not coming back. And he's, I don't under think so. The staff, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he wanted to be a part of the staff, he could have stayed, but he yeah. didn't. He went on and took the uh, head coaching job at Davis. I can tell you that they didn't want him yeah. here. Yeah. So, so there we go. Um, he's. I don't think he's going back. So I don't know which running back coaches you can bring in. Maybe an NFL guy. Who knows? Um, 
Me, a guy with a mustache and some glasses named Yair Pingram. <laughs> Yair Pingram. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, God, I don't know. So I don't know. Let's let's look at it this way. If you were to pick a like an offensive offensive coach, right? Let's just from the NFL off the top of my off the top of your head. Okay. Would you take like a an assistant from maybe Gary Kubiak's coaching staff? Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, who's a, maybe someone from uh, Andy Reid's in Kansas City since yeah. they've had the they've West had Coast. issues with just running back injuries. Yeah, over but they've this had year. good running backs. But Jamal Charles, a guy whose first name I can, can't Charge pronounce. Hendrick West. There you go. Spencer Ware. Yeah. Those and three guys. They've have been all amazing. been producing nonstop. Yeah. So whoever's helping with that, and then see what we can take from that. Yeah, I can't think of any other teams that may like a retired cow player like me, uh, Adam Ginobili at Chimondu. If we're reaching, if JJ Arrington likes coaching. Oh yeah. Honestly, you know what I would do if we can do it is get Jeff MacArthur back and have him come coach. See, but that's receivers. one of the that's one of the things too, right? Is that that's uh, that's a name that's been popping up. Yeah, uh, over I, all the boards that I've read. Is uh, Jeff MacArthur? Why don't we bring him back? I mean, yeah, we've already brought back two Cal guys to coach. We brought back Andre Carter. We brought back Tarek Glenn. Might as well add a third. Well, uh, Glenn is. Uh, I think he works on the academic side of things, though. So. Oh, I mean, but regardless, he's a, he's a mentor for yeah. those defensive yeah, guys. Totally. Um, so they can all. It, it's just they're they're pseudo coaching. They're not on the sidelines every single game, but no. the guys can come up to him and ask like what we sh- how they should Yeah, you they're know, they're available to yeah. talk with essentially. Yeah. So I don't know, I'm looking at all our former running backs, the ones I can think of, the only ones. I mean, there's none that are retired from the last few years. Um I mean, Javid JJ was back Javid. for a little while, but I think he's off to do other things. No, I think he's he's trying to be an Olympian, yeah. From, what, from the looks of it, um, so I mean, he was super fast. So. And he still got. He can still do that fast stuff. So who knows? Um, Just no running into walls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I can't think of anyone else. Um, but yeah, Jeff MacArthur would be a good one, and yeah. he's close to the the team from all those past really really good years. Yeah, he was and, a mainstay on those uh, first three Tedford years. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you brought him on and he can lure other guys to come in and just, you know, maybe help out the team every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but may bring back some of those linemen like Marvin Phillip and Ryan O'Callaghan exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, I think that just opens up the door for more um, alumni and former Cal football guys to come in and just maybe teach the guys a, a yeah. thing or two. Um, you know, the Warrell Williams, the Michael Kendricks, the, the Zach Follett's. Of, Desmond of our day. Bishops. The Desmond Bishops. Yeah, all of all those guys. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, that pretty much wraps that up. That wraps up football for now. Yeah. So. And, I mean, As the one thing. As time goes on, we'll have yeah. more. But the one thing we all agree on is the assistants need more pay. Yeah. We need to up their pay. The lowest in the Power Five conferences. So and it's, been an, it's been an issue for a very long time. Yes. Um, that's one of the reasons Tosh left. Um, when he left to Washington, um, that's one of the other other reasons a lot of other assistant coaches have left. So, yeah. um, that's why Yenser and Likens left. Yeah, I mean, but Likens, I think, was on a he wanted some career advancement. Yeah, but I think Yenser wanted to get paid more. Yeah. So, so but I mean, we hired a pretty good offensive line coach. So I like Brandon Jones. Yeah, offensive line got better as the year went on. Yeah. So and they'll only get had better some next patches, year. but. 
No, I think they'll get better next year. Had two very good games to close it out. Yeah, the right guard position we need to solidify, but we'll figure that out later. Yeah, and center, I think, too, because Granado's graduating. That is correct. But I think Ooms can fill in yeah, pretty Ooms well. Yeah, Ooms will be fine. Yeah. All right, um, on to uh, some basketball talk. Uh, <laughs> it was tough to watch, honestly. It was. This both of these games. Both of these games were really tough to watch. Um, we'll t- let's talk about the first game, all right? We yes. played... We played Seattle this past Tuesday. The this only th- basketball team in the Seattle area. Yep. Except maybe Washington, but I'm not going to count them. <laughs> Seattle University. Uh, Cal wins 66-52. to 52. Um, This was not a pretty game. Jalen Brown, 3 of 13. Um, Ivan Rab, 4 of 7. Rooks, 2 of 3. Matthews, Matthews 3, 3 of 8. 8. 1 of 4 from downtown. Wallace, 6 of 14. 0 of 4 from downtown. Jabari Bird, 4 of 10, 3 of 9 from downtown. But those three threes were big. Those were huge threes. At the end of the first half. Um, I mean, Ty had a, I mean, just looking looking at his stat line, he was 6 of 4. He was 5 of 11 from the free throw line. but He almost he had, had a triple-double. He had 11 rebounds, 17 points, and 8 assists. And only three turn, turn, turnovers. And he had three blocks. Yeah. Um, With 10 blocks as a team, which was incredible. Yeah. Rooks had three, too, which was pretty darn good. He's yeah. a solid, solid. I remember what this game was really weird because this was after our two game series in Vegas just the past weekend before. Yeah, where and we got knocked around a few times. Exactly. And but this was the first time this probably that weekend and Monday and Tuesday morning on the shoot around probably as well where Konzo was able to to teach and coach the guys um after they got back from Vegas. Cuz I mean, you look at the Vegas game, we lost SDSU and then and then we lost to Richmond the following day. There wasn't a lot of Time no. to he for him to actually coach the guys and get them ready for the next game, um, so I mean this game was hard to watch. Yes, um, we were not all our offensive sets were not going. They were not falling. We got to the right spots. That's yes, for sure. There were so many off open shots. Open that shots. just got break. Yeah, we just we would just cut. We would dish. We would drive. We would do everything right, but the shots just wouldn't fall. I think it's. For me, that's why it was hard to watch because it was one of those games where if you if let's say half of those open shots had fallen, then it would have been one of those games where wow, our offense is starting to work. Like yeah. that, the two games before you know was was just a learning experience, and we're finally clicking on offense, um, which we did, I think, um, in the following game. Yeah, everything was um, working. Yeah, and then we move on. Um, I can't think of anything else to say from that Seattle uh, game. Can no. you? No. I was just angry the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved on to uh, yesterday um, at 12. We played at Wyoming, um, at Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, Cal wins 78 the Dome to, of Doom. Cal wins 78-72 in overtime. Um, Jalen Brown, 2 of 8. Uh, Cameron Rooks, 2 of 3. Wallace, 10 of 22. Yep. J-Matt. Playing just like his idol, Kobe. J-Matt, 4 of 13. Sam Singer, 2 of 6. Jabari Bird, two of five. Yeah, um, it wasn't the greatest game for it all the guys, but Rav was perfect from the field and line. Five of five from field in nineteen goal. minutes where he fouled out. There were a lot of bad fouls in this game. Let's there be were. honest. Yeah. This was the officiating was god awful. It was and pretty horrendous, um, especially uh, what's his name Adams. That guy was flailing like a trout. <laughs> but I have to say, kind of fish. He's that very guy, good. that guy. <laughs> Is cold blooded. Yeah, he had the. Uh, I said this several times yesterday. He went. He 
played the Chris McCain way. Yeah. He'd make an excellent play and then just fall down and get hurt. He was he had some threes where he just turned around, just like fading away, just shot yeah. it with so much confidence. And we slowed him down a lot with putting uh, Mute Abidius on him, which Mute did a great job on him. Roger had a great game. Yeah. A- aside from the fact that he fouled out. Which he shouldn't. That we, was a, there, were, there were a couple bad calls at yeah. the end. Um, so in this game, we had uh, Jalen Brown foul out, Ivan Rav foul out, Roger foul out. Cameron Rooks played with three fouls. Jordan Matthews played with three fouls. And Kingsley Okoro played with three fouls. In six minutes. Yeah. So we had 26 fouls altogether. Yeah. That's that's unheard of in a college basketball game. Yeah, it's the new officiating rules are kind of killing us on that note. Yeah. Um, it also kills us that we only shot 56% on our free throws. Yeah, that was, that was bad. I mean, Jalen got to the line six times. He made four six, which isn't too bad. Which isn't too bad. Worse. Yeah, it Wallace, felt worse. Wallace went six times, and he only made two. Yeah. Wallace was not having a good line, uh, shooting line from the free throws. But, I mean, overall, he's had a pretty good season from the free throw line this yeah, year. Yeah, he went 23-6-6 six, six yesterday, which was good. Him and Jordan came around at the end, and Matthews especially. He scored 11 of his 14 in overtime. Yeah, I mean, and at the very end, we got... Uh, we got bailed out. We got so lucky at the end of regulation. Yeah, what's his name? Um, Adams missed the free throw. There. Adams missed the free throw, so the game was tied. Uh, we inbounded. Yeah. I think they stole it. Uh, Adams was Adams got the steal, was running, but Ty stole it off of Adams. Yeah. And then as he's turning, there was a kickball violation on Adams with That was the end of the first half, actually. Was that the first half? Yes. Oh, that was the first half. That was the first half. My mistake. Um, but that was a weird series of events too. Yeah. Where they, but that was, that part was the weirdest to me because was one, um, first they called a foul on Adams on Ty after Ty had stolen the ball from Adams. Then they called a technical on but the they, coach. They called a technical on the coach, but then they rescinded that foul and made it a kicked ball. And then so, kept the technical, which, which, was which, should, which shouldn't make, which shouldn't make sense. You're giving them a technical about, a foul that you rescinded which technically doesn't exist anymore so i'm i was all confused i was uh, it was a confusing game in general it was um but i mean they were playing in altitude they were playing in a very very hostile environment um they had a 17 game winning streak at home coming into this one the last team to beat them there was uh san diego state last year yeah so this this is not a bad team no this is wyoming teams really i mean i mean they've got one guy yeah but the one guy was pretty good. That one guy played his heart out and probably some of his ankle. Yeah. So. Yeah, he did. He. Uh, he I don't like his... him, but he did well. Yeah, he turned his ankle really bad in the second half. Um, and but he I... was playing on it like it didn't even hurt. Yeah, I thought so. he wasn't coming back, but I mean. Yeah, I thought he had like torn a knee or something. Yeah, it looked bad when it fir- when he first got to when he first hit the ground and he's like writhing in pain. I thought. I thought he was done. I, yeah, I, but I think he was playing that up a little for dramatic effect. Yeah, maybe too. Um, but other than that, I mean, the offense, at least in the first half and second half, tell me if I'm wrong, but when I was watching this game, the offense, the motions that we did, the where the guys kept moving, they kept moving off of screens, baseline screens, ball screens, whatever, whatnot. The yeah. guys kept moving. There was no stagnant play. No one was flat-footed. because we were playing against a man defense. We want run that little motion with the... Uh, Two high guys. I think it's horns motion yeah. that they're doing. The little doop doop, like throw it into one of the guys at the high post. Yeah, he turns, he pivots. Yeah, screen around on the other guy coming up, so maybe he can get a 
three off a curl or something or some sort of pick and roll. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, it looked like the guys were a lot more active. Um, it it kind of felt like they had a little more bounce in their step, but yeah. just the way that they were moving. Granted, the, the game was close. Not a lot of the shots were falling, but it was great to see that they were st- they were moving. They weren't just lazy. They weren't like, ugh. Crab, I feel like we're going to lose this one again towards the end of the game, too. Yeah. They, they kept moving. They kept going. They kept with it, even yeah. though there were a few just absolutely horrible calls. Awful calls. Just the verticality rule doesn't seem to be in effect. Yeah. So, so there was a... Yeah. There were a lot of weird fouls. A lot of weird fouls. Um, but I think I think the fouls will get better. Yeah. I think they'll get... It's going to it's gonna take time. Yeah. A whole lot um, of precious time, as George Harrison once said. But the team is the team is improving, yes. and that's that's basically what I want to end this this Cal men's basketball section with is that the team is improving, and a lot of people have, are saying you know I lost faith in the team we're not going to be as good like then what but what were you expecting like what like what does are we we're, we're not going to murder everyone were we going to be a Kentucky were we going to have a freshman team that basically we're have not going to be a UCLA in the seventies type team that yeah. just bowled over everything yeah it, that's not going to happen and plus. I like what Steve Lavin said at the at the halftime of the San Diego State game the best is this team doesn't need to be good now. Yeah. This team needs to be good come January, February. Yeah, which and we can be. Which we can be. The 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 ceiling is high. And and Joe Rothstein uh for CBS tweeted this out. Uh, I think yesterday it was the Cal starting five might have the highest upside in terms of starting five in the country. I completely And agree. I completely agree. And I'm not trying to be biased here. I mean, heck, Kentucky got beat the other day, so... By UCLA. Yeah. They I got... Mean, they got posterized by Prince Ali. Fabulous he. That, yeah. That name's pretty cool, though. I yeah, no. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Aladdin later. Yeah. No, Prince Ali... I think the two nicest or the coolest Prince names I know is Prince Ali, which is right yeah. now, and, and Prince Amukamara. Of the... Uh, New York Giants. Yeah, that was that. Well, he's an actual prince. Yeah. So I think they're both actually princes, but yeah. So is Roger technically? Yeah. Kind of. Um, he's a Cameroonian prince. Yeah, he is. Uh, I was gonna say Nigerian prince, but <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's not cool to get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team is getting better. This team will get better, yeah. and I have full faith. In the coaching staff to make them better. Yeah, once we start uh, knocking down shots, it's going to force teams out of their zones, and then we can kill them with athleticism. One thing is for sure, hire the that Viking Jones hire. I think I'm saying his name right. Yeah. Right for the big men for the on the coaching staff that has been a revelation. Yeah, I love how Cameron Rokes is playing right now. Yeah, I I love all of our big men's movements. Yeah, I mean, they're may, they're getting big. Yeah, they're putting their hands up. They're keeping the ball above their head when they get the ball. Because they're seven foot. There's not yeah. a lot of guys that are going to steal the ball no. from above your head if you're if seven foot. If you keep foot. the ball up here, and just that's the whole Bill Walton thing. Yeah. Keep the ball up here, throw the overhead pass. Yeah, or just turn and just you, all you got to do is jump straight up, and it's either a dunk or a, or a, a little tip layup. A little tip shot. Yeah. Rooks got a couple of those He yesterday. did, he did. And he followed on a lot of rebounds, too, on the far side of the rim, yeah. which... He got called for fouls on a couple of them, he, which were, eh, Yeah, but... But I mean, in terms of just the movement of the big men, how they defend, how they how they move on offense, how to how they shift their feet and everything, and so on and so forth, Viking Jones has been amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially for Ivan, I mean, Viking Jones, if you guys don't know, you know, was at Louisville under Patino. He coached guys like Montrezl Harrell, who was an outstanding forward. 
um, yeah. in college ball. What about uh, Dang? Yeah, Gorgie Dang. Yeah, Gorgie Dang was one of them too. So, in terms of that, I mean, if he could, if he can replicate that, and I'm sure Ivan knows who who he's coached. Yeah. So he's just absorbing everything he can. And Ivan is already great. There, there's one play in particular I remember where I sealed out the guy on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he caught it, drop step, boom. Yeah. Layup right there. Yeah, and uh, he made a he made a few great adjustments to like the tie lob that they did, the little pick and roll in the paint, um, where he adjusted, caught it, one dribble, right back up, yeah, layup. So he's getting better. The guys are getting better. I have. Full confidence in and his we'll coaching staff. See them again this Wednesday when they play the Incarnate Word. And that, yeah, they're from San Antonio. For those of you who don't know, yeah, so. and also, and then the big matchup on Saturday against St. Mary's. Yeah, against St. Mary's. Um, and on that note, uh, the Cal women's basketball team—they played one game this week. I'm um, actually they're playing right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they they were up by 16 when I checked earlier. Yeah, but 18 loses number 18 Cal. Okay, they lost a nail biter at home to St. Mary's. Uh, that was that was a heartbreaking loss. I think it was sixty eight, sixty seven. I think that was the score, or sixty four, sixty three. It was one of those one point games. Yeah, let's see. Cal, uh, they just uh, broke the scoring record actually in a game. Wow. They uh, led by uh, Christine Anigwe's forty three points. They beat Sacramento State one hundred and seventeen or one hundred and seventeen to ninety nine. Wow. Yeah, Anigwe is a great player. She's won. I, she's a freshman, right? Yep. Yeah, she's won two freshmen of the of the week awards already, so she's uh, taken after Steph and scoring forty points. This has been pretty pretty crazy. This yeah. would, I mean, this basketball season for men's and women's is it's it's been insane. Um, it's it's feels weird. It feels like the men's came into this with a lot of hype. The women's did not. They did not have a lot of hype Inter- nationally. They did not have a lot of hype, but they're they're turning it around. And yeah. they're saying, hey, don't count us out. We're pretty good here. Um, and I think it's a bit of a, I don't know, maybe it, is, maybe it isn't, but it feels like there's a bit of a, hey, the men's are doing that well or they're, they're known that well. Mm-hmm. I think we could do the same. And it, yeah. it's kind of a little, little and, fun power play between the two. Yeah, and I mean, you're, honestly, with continuity, you're not going to have girls leaving after a year. Yeah. Maybe after three, but not a year. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, for we do have one more just thought. We I asked for uh, Twitter questions of what we should did, talk about today, and a couple of we've already kind of gone through. So, but we should re- repeat. Yeah, and we, our illustrious leader Twist and Hook uh, sent us this: Which one is worse, the USC ban or the Stanford ban? Uh, which we discussed a little bit earlier, but let's reiterate. Could we could we just say what we said earlier? Yeah, they're both awful. They're both awful. I want to pick the letter. I want to pick the word or. Yeah. I'd rather pick the word or. Um, but other than that, I mean, I can't really think of anything bad. Yeah, no, they're Stanford band is Jar Jar Binks. Yep. Because they're awful and no one wants to hear from them again. And USC band is Palpatine. They might actually be super evil. Yeah. They might be deformed after getting some electricity flowing through them. Um, so be it, Jedi. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know who is worse. Uh, I'd say Stanford. I'm looking at it mu- at as, as a from a musical standpoint. From a musical standpoint, it's Stanford. Yeah. From a talent standpoint, it's Stanford. From a humor standpoint, it's Stanford. Yeah. Because at least the USC band is unintentionally funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they don't, at, at least the Stanford band knows how to play more songs than just two riffs. Yeah. They're, I was saying that Stanford's worse in every Oh, you're saying category. Stanford's worse in every category. But I still think they're both awful. Yeah. Um, Actually, USC plays three songs. You know what the third one is? Which one's the third one? All Right Now. Oh, God. Yep. They're the incarnate evil. Oh, but God. Stanford's worse still. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of any other, any other points of yeah. conversation with that. They just both suck. Yeah. With that, we should probably cut it down here. So. Yeah. Do we have Do we have any other Twitter questions? Was uh, that the only one? No ones that were actually semi serious or plausible. Like. Yeah. We just had one about Cal getting snubbed from the playoffs. Well, which, which we, we kind of covered. talked about. Yeah. The only other only other Twitter question I saw was from our dear old friend Mr. Rollins, um, who That's said. Good. That, uh, what is your favorite bird? Yeah, I said penguins. I said the European swallow. Yeah. I don't even know what the European swallow looks well, like. Well, it's but migratory, so yeah. can't they carry can, a coconut. They can't carry a coconut. No. No, no, no. If you get two of them and they can carry it on the line. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Uh, uh, one of the best. Uh, if It's in the top five of comedies all time. I'm, yeah, I'm... Pretty sure it is too. I mean, what's your top five for comedies? I'm, top five comedy movies. I'm thinking of that right now, and oh, uh, you have to put. I'd say Airplane, Blazing Saddles, uh, Monty Python, and The Holy Grail, and then after that, it becomes a little more muddled. For me, I can't. I can't rank them. Yeah. But Monty Python's in the five. Yeah. Uh, Zoolander's in the five. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um. Hey, Anchorman, I'd put Anchorman. Yeah, Anchorman in is in the five. Um, this is like a this is like a co choice, but any of those early '90s Adam Sandler movies, yeah, like uh, Big Happy, Daddy, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore um, or uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, I, any of those. Happy Gilmore, I've watched that God knows how many times. Or even Waterboy. Waterboy's yeah, in there too. Waterboy is good. Yeah. So any of those Adam Sandler movies, I think. On that note, up. you know, Julie Bowen was in Happy Gilmore, and she looks like better now. <laughs> And it, there's 20 years in between it, and it's insane. There is. So, uh, kudos to you, Julie Bowen. You've done a great <laughs> job. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, old school. Old school, yeah. I think that rounds up my top five. A lot of those goofy Will Ferrell ones. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, cause just because those are the comedy movies I grew up watching. Yeah, those are... Those are the only five I can think right of. Right in the formative years. Yeah, yeah. The ones where your friends, you know, you watch it together and you yeah. just keep saying quotes from that movie for like God knows how long. Yeah, I watched Blazing Saddles with my dad when I was younger, so <laughs> probably not the most kid-friendly movie, but we quote it back and forth with each other, and it is, it's a big cornerstone. Yeah, yeah, so it is. It I definitely can understand is. that. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up our yeah. show today. Um, hey, you know where to find us. You've obviously found us on iTunes or on our site, California Golden Blogs. If, I, if you can't find the iTunes link, just search for us. Yeah. All you, you really all you need to put in is either California Golden Blogs or Bearcast. No yes. spaces. Um, We're popular. We have two reviews. Yeah, we need three more. So keep reviewing, people. <laughs> Give us a good one. Three we reviews. Can be better please. than crap. All we want, and I, I re- reiterate this every week. All we want is an average star rating. Yeah. It doesn't need to be an average five. We just want an average rating, just because. Yes. Just because it's just, it'll have like a little, it'll tell you the stars underneath our name when you look it up. Just, yeah. it'll just show in up. In the words of, then to misquote Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is a star rating. <laughs> Are you talking 90s Mariah or butchering Christmas music Mariah? Uh, well, 
90s Mariah did the original All I Want for Christmas is You, exactly. which is a top tier Christmas song. Yeah. But since since we're joking. Yeah. It's we want great good Mariah. That we want good isn't Mariah. Insane. Yeah. Like we want pre Nick Cannon Mariah. Yes. That's what we need. I think we want pre Nick Cannon most things. <laughs> so I mean pre Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon was pretty good too. So yeah, what was that old uh, TV show on MTV with him? Uh, it was like early two thousands. Uh, there was that comedy show too. Yeah, like Wild, Wild and Out. Wild and Out. There we go. That was the one on MTV. That was a great, yeah, funny. That was where that was when Cat Williams exploded. That was yeah. that was his big thing when he was good and not rambling about things <laughs> like he is now. Um, yeah, but so yeah, we'll just wrap up our show. Yeah. Uh, you know where to find us at Rob Eleven. H-W-A-N-G. And at, at Trace Travers 3. You can find our uh, website at uh, at Golden Blogs or yeah, CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. We'll write some stuff. We won't write some stuff. You never know, but there's lots of good things. We're probably the best of the Pac-12 ones. Did you know? Did you know? Did I, I know? I just saw this. Uh, I got this email from Twist. Uh, or I'm sure you got it, too, with the, the statistics about all the SVA Nation websites. Uh, um, if we... Did, did when did that one come in? Uh, I think maybe like a, this past week or okay. last week. Um, but I, the crazy part—I did not know this. I finally read through those statistics for the first time. We have, I think, close to two hundred or like two fifty posts in terms of just articles mm-hmm. that we put up. I think we average like six six point nine or something a day. That's yeah. that blows all the other Pac twelve schools and all the other college sports schools out of the water. Yep, like, it's just—it's really crazy good. how many articles. Life we put goes up. fast. You, <laughs> Don't stop and take a look once in a while. You might miss it. Yeah, I mean, you look at our, our the Golden Blocks editorial page, and you just see all the all the articles that are scheduled to be posted. Yeah. It's insane how many are ready to go. Yeah, um, and they're all lengthy for the most part, yeah, too, yeah. full of analysis. Yeah. Uh, full of analytical goodness that yeah. we have no idea what we're talking about, but yet we're analyzing things. Yeah, and no one tells us we're wrong too often, so we must be doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, I've only I mean, been gone. I've only been told I'm wrong a few times, and I explain my way out of those. So we're good. Yeah, I got. Did I tell you this? Uh, this is. I'll just say the story. And is a uh, uh, Reuters or AP? Uh, what's it? Uh, station uh-huh. leader or station manager uh-huh. uh, based out of Germany um, uh. has been reading. He's he's a Cal grad. Oh. I found out, but he's been reading my stuff. Um, whenever I post something basketball, and he always corrects me on my grammar through Twitter. Um, if he's is he German? No, he's not. He's like he's American, but he's yeah. just he's just stationed in Germany, um, and he corrects my stuff via Twitter. And he also like asks me like, why is this like you know for a game preview or something like that? And he's like, how is this number relevant? How is this number relevant? I'm like, I don't. I just I'm throw confused. it in there because I think people <laughs> want to see it, bro. You know why Germans aren't funny? It's because they killed all the funny people. <laughs> That's a Robin Williams joke. Yeah, by but the he's way. not German. But he's American. Well, he's honorarily German, so he's not funny. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, so yeah, that wraps up our show. Um, I can't really. I don't want to extend so, this any further. Nope. <laughs> Let's go back to our respective dwellings. Yeah. Drink some hot chocolate and be merry. Please. Um, and so to wrap up, go Bears. Go Bears. Let's go. You know it. What? Tell the story. What? You tell the whole damn world. This is bad.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com